When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're only here for one reason. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The only thing that matters is the Larry O.P. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Julio Jones is going to get traded. I do believe he will get traded. Touchdown, Titans! (laughs) The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio. Two-time NBA All-Star Baron Davis. Plus, your phone calls, complete Julio Jones trade reaction, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Pleased to be with you right here in Los Angeles, California on this uh, Monday in June. We, I just want to let everybody know. Um, you are the judges, and we plan on going the distance, whether you know um, you're you're going to weigh in or not. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you over there? Good to see you. And when I knock you out, Rich, I will carry you. you, you will and, hold me and I will hold you up, keep you from falling, so everyone gets paid. The only difference oh. is that we're we're free on Peacock. We are free. Yeah. And this and no this pay-per-view. and this yeah, station, no, no whatever you're listening to, we're free. Uh, we're in front of the paywall. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman and uh, Mike Del Tufo. How are Good you, Mike? Good to see you, Rich. I Good thought about bringing right a, a broom because the studio was a little dirty today. Uh, you know, there's thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I wanted to clean it up, but you know what I mean. Vacuum. I like, you like, wanted to, the the word I think you're looking for is sweep. Sweep. Oh, that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For. I wanted to sweep up around here, but Very that's good. all right. I'll let you guys handle it. Very good. Oh, Very good. good. Uh, I'm going to just leave that where it is. I think yeah, I think yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. is referring to the Yankees and the Red Sox. I just don't follow baseball anymore, no, 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 no. which is odd that Buster Olney's on, uh, on a program. <laughs> How are you, TJ Jefferson? Happy uh, happy Monday to you, sir. I'm feeling great, Rich. Well, here's, yeah, a, you know, here's the thing good. with you. Here's the thing with you is that, you know, uh, you, you, got, you got two – Two different teams in the game right now in the NBA, yeah. and one day I think you will uh, win both uh, in the same day. That's happened multiple times. If I had told you going into the weekend that uh, Joel Embiid wouldn't only play in game one, but he would have the most points scored in a playoff nice. game since Iverson did it uh, a couple decades ago, would you think you would have won game one against the Atlanta Hawks? One would assume. One would assume. What if I told you? What if I told you? What if I told you? What if you, that you'd give up 74 points the first half? I would say I, we're losing. I, I mean, like, they were sleeping yeah. On, yeah. on defense. And if you're going to be sleeping on uh, on Trey Young, you're you're going to be uh, you're going to be rocked uh, in the cradle. And, and that's what happened. How good is he? And he's becoming a superstar right before everyone. He sure is. Eyes. He sure is. And the rest of the team is pretty damn stout around him. They can make some shots. 
They can make sure he wasn't the only one putting the ball in the in the bucket in Philadelphia in the first half. And so the Hawks um, we, we are now officially stretch. higher register. All the Hawks have to do is just home, hold serve in uh, in Atlanta, and then they'll take on the winner of the Nets and the Bucks. And <laughs> you're ahead of yourself. And that's I, I, oh good dude. I mean that's what way back in the day before we had something called a pandemic, something like this would have been off the charts um, huge because with full arenas and things of that nature, it would be a different you know gym that you'd have to go into and win but it's not like there there was nobody in the arena yesterday and it's not like philadelphia is still a tough place to win but with bogdanovich doing what he's doing we have john collins numbers up on the screen right there i mean Embiid with 39 and um he played great too. he did so I guess that's the silver lining is that Embiid is not out for the playoffs and that Embiid can come in and not be 100% and still do Joel Embiid type stuff. But let's play a little defense. Well, it's I mean, did one... you watch the end of the game? I mean, no, I don't. I, by the way, that like, was really... That was incredible. That was incredible that they had they had a shot to, you know... You take away that eight-minute stretch in the first quarter. Like, wow. No, I'm just talking about the last... A la- the last... 60 seconds of that game. Like the last five minutes. Why weren't they pressing and trapping, though, when they were down by 25? I don't know. You just want want to get on Doc Rivers is what you want to do. This guy was calling for Doc to get fired at halftime. On text, but not on our our show. Not on the show. I mean, it was a little, like, tongue-in-cheek, but it was really embarrassing. Well, you you can't give up 74 points in in a playoff game in your home court. Game one. If you're Atlanta, are you feeling the way that game went? Are you feeling great about your chances? Damn straight, you are. Absolutely. What do you mean? You stole home court advantage. You stole home court advantage. True, but like I said, are the Hawks going to hit twenty threes every game? If so, sure, we're going to lose this series. I don't think that they are. Are we going to give up seventy four points? That's probably never going to happen again. And you watch the way the game ended. I feel like that's more of how the series is going to play out now. And that's totally fair. It is. It is. I just don't know if TJ's speaking French when he says we, because (laughs) um, he's going to start saying more French because he also says that word for the Clippers, (laughs) who did not clip (laughs) yesterday when it when it was apparent from jump, as in jump ball, from jump, as in step back, as in jump off of one leg that A-plus Luca had shown up in Los Angeles for Game 7 yesterday. A-plus Luca. I thought he was going to go for 60 at one point. Well, like and, and, like and, and, and all you have to do is just do the math when you have 29 by half, 19 by the end of the first quarter. Everything he was shooting was going in. And he was the only one shooting for a while. But the Toronto Raptors Kawhi, that guy that showed up getting his bag from Steve Ballmer and calling up Paul George and saying, let's go, and the Clippers going all in on the plan. That Kawhi Leonard showed up in games six and seven in the same way that he and the rest of the team did not in the bubble. But as Teron Lou said after yesterday's game, and I can't quote him directly, about the bubble, that poops over. <laughs> and now, how will it feel as a Clipper fan? How will it feel to this team 
to have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and figurative house money. They move on. Now, look, they've been in the second round before. We all know it's that third round has been the difficult step for them to take. They've never taken it. But this is house money. They got through it. The whole business of do they did they tank the last um, weekend of the season just to get into this position, to get into a seven-game Donnybrook, and then now take on a one-seeded Jazz team that as soon as Donovan Mitchell came back, took care of Memphis. Here we go, man. House money for the Los Angeles series. Clippers. It is going to be a great series. And, you know, you could sit here and say, well, the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George and they should win, but they're the four seed. They didn't They didn't get that one seed. Mm-hmm. They didn't win all those games that the Jazz did this year. They didn't collapse either, the Clippers. They did not collapse. When you thought they were going to, when you lose game five at home, they go to Dallas and become the sixth consecutive road team to win in the series, and in game seven, they snap that whole streak. I mean, some of these Kawhi stats from this series, dude was out of his mind. He was. 200 points on 60% shooting. Everyone talks about the 50-40-90. He went 60-40-90 in this series. <laughs> that's Just insane. Out that's, of control. That's the guy That's the guy that they they hired from Toronto. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. And then Lucas, you know, now, you know. Well, now it's going to start, man. But it's, it's like, For you know, he and, he and Lil, is, is he the Lillard of Dallas? You know, I mean, like. He needs a running mate because it ain't Porzingis. Isn't that amazing? No. That's the general sense of things. That Tim Hardaway, by the way, was part of that trade, too. That he's the more more valuable piece. The forgotten part of the trade is, I they know. said yesterday. Sure. It's Hardaway. How good is Luca? I just love what's in his bag. Yeah, he's super Everything's special. in his bag. And then um I wanted to boo him, but I can't boo him because I love basketball oh, so much. He's so good. And it's just like, man, this guy is so good. Twenty two years old. He's so good. I mean it's, he's a problem. We're talking about could be top ten all time when it's all, all said and done. I would agree. Because not only does he have the different arsenals of different shots, he's big too. He's physical. Yeah. He yeah. can drive the paint and be a problem as much as him as soon as he crosses half court, right. as much as step takes back whatever shot he wants yeah. to do and takes step back threes, so you can't guard him. Yeah. Or one, the one leg stuff is just that's so uh, fun well, to great. watch. And it's great that he plays for Dallas, and that was Dirk's signature move. It, it's awesome. It's Everything fun, and then he has fun great. too. And he got down on he was on the floor, and the camera was right behind his shoulder. I know that you posted <laughs> it on our show account at Rich Eisen Show, like. Two hey. big thumbs up. Hey, <laughs> I laughed out loud. When that you know, happened. that was kind of like a Borat maneuver. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, I like awesome. basketball. You like it? <laughs> because when he fell, I like you could torturing see... the Clippers. You like it? Big shot. My wife. My when wife. he fell, you could see it and get up. I'm like, is he hurt? And then the camera cut oh, to him. He was just like waiting. He was just waiting. Two thumbs up. It is fun. But yeah, man, the Clips. That was a huge win. Bench played well. Great series. It was a really good. By the way, can I can I start the? Dame Willard to Dallas? Can we start, no. can we start that? <laughs> Dame has already said, though, he doesn't want to leave. Hey, well, he's not going to get the coach he wants, so let's get him out of there and let's get him with Luka. How great would that be? That's not going to happen? Yeah, no. Not in a million years it's not going to happen. <laughs> Just saying. But that's now going to be the question is how do the Mavericks build around Luka? What yeah. are you going to do? Isn't that amazing? They're one game away from like Luca and this team is just going to be so tough to knock out. Look out, Utah, to how are they going to build around him? Game sevens, man. They're legacy building. They're also franchise breaking. 
And it's a long off season when you lose one of those. Yep. And then you got the Nets. If I what what's 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 more difficult to grasp from this weekend that Embiid scored as many points as he did most since Iverson. What was, what was it? Oh three was it or or ninety? What was the the oh three right? Oh three, I, I believe. Right? Yeah. And um. And uh, what what's more what's more Difficult to grasp that MB did that and lost, or that the Nets lost Harden within the first minute of the game and still just beat the Bucks with a, an arm tied behind their back. Oh man, the rest yeah. of the league's <laughs> got to look at that and say, okay, so they you lose one of the big three and you still, I mean, the eight point margin of victory, I don't think really does justice to just how that game wasn't even. It never felt never like it was that close. You know, Giannis, also, you yeah. know, let him go 30, yeah. 34 for 11. But but it doesn't help when the Bucks shoot 17% from three and nope. miss a bajillion free throws. Mid- Middleton going six to, thir- six to 23 is just going gonna, gonna, to it's gonna hurt. It's going to leave a mark, and it did in game one. And tonight it looks like Harden's hamstring is, yeah, is going to linger. Like you, we, we may not see him for a bit. This series even is being discussed right now. I mean, if the Bucks play like that, it's got to matter. I think it's got to matter in the long run. I think so, too. I mean, I thought Milwaukee had a great chance to win this series coming into it. They still do. They still do. They got to make some shots. Middleton Middleton really needs to show up. You kind of put that loss on I do put stock in, like, oh, God, he tried. Let's give it, you know, let's, let's, let's try and, you know, win it without him. Let's go. Let's dig deep. Home crowd, playoffs. I I do put stock in something like that, or <laughs> you you lose them and it can actually destroy you, like we saw with Anthony Davis and the Lakers, as opposed to they know going in that it's no Harden. Yeah, different, mindset. and that might be a yeah. different sort of reality on the ground that might result in a different final score. I don't know. That's what you gotta. Bank on if you're the Bucks, or the fact that Middleton isn't going to miss as much as he did in the same way that TJ, you think that the Hawks aren't going to hit as much as they're going to hit. It also helps when you have two top 15 players, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Of course. <laughs> also, if you're getting Blake, 2013, Blake, 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 2013 Blake Griffin showed, showed up. Well, Blake again. showed up too. Blake. And if he's going to be that X factor, then, you know, Brooklyn's going to coast to the title. They're yeah. going to spank that booty, as Jeffrey Wright said. By the way, I know you guys want to get on me about my fandom and stuff, but let me ask you this. What's with you in the air quotes? That, well, yeah. because because you, you, oh, you've been using that a lot with me last week. Oh, I don't know right. if you I forgot already. No, no, just I did a that, few man. hours ago. Yeah. Um, but what's worse? Guys like us who are longtime fans of teams, we've had glory, we've won championships, and yeah, we still talk trash. Yes. Or like when Jeffrey Wright called in, and he's talking all this noise about the Nets, and I'm like, the Nets have li- literally... Never done anything. They're the team who like bought their team, and now they're good. And now these Nets fans want to walk out with a sw- super swole with their chest pumped out, <laughs> and they haven't won anything yet. I'm like, that's a little bit anno- more annoying than anything else, I think. Well, look, uh, TJ, um, if you could just look within to yourself. I already gave you. I already like, no, I, no, no. Just look within to yourself, TJ, mm-hmm. and to that, you know, to that one team sport that you root for and just 
understand you Met fans, when you've got something going on, you puff your chest out. Where like you, you own New at? York City. That's where, a fact. Where I grew do you up, see this? I grew, up, I grew up with all of you. <laughs> and I lump every Met fan together. My older brother is a diehard Met fan. Mm-hmm. I know within my own family, okay, when the Mets are let's go Mets, the plucky Mets or whatever, and the Mets are admittedly Way better. The best team in New York right now in baseball. 100%. You can't even put the Yankees and the Mets on the same field in terms of roster, in terms of pitching, in terms of hitting, in terms of young stars who make contact. You have two Bullpen. more wins than we do, man. Dude, I, I, I understand that. I understand that, but the Mets are the better team. And we just saw what they did to the Padres this weekend. Right? Mm-hmm. They got the better ace. I put Degrom against Garrett Cole right now, but I uh, no, put Degrom I'm against Cy Young right I'm now. I'm basically buttering you up to kind of tear you down. And oh, really, I had no idea that was happening. But, but <laughs> Nets fans have been looking at nothing but second tier status. The Nets have been nothing but an afterthought in New York City. Mm-hmm. Nothing but it. Okay. They were started on Long Island when they had Dr. J. Then they had to move to New Jersey. And when they moved to New Jersey, when you're a Nick fan and you're like, and they moved to New Jersey, it's just like, great. Enjoy, you know, your jug handles and your, you know, rest stops. <laughs> and diners. Not, not pumping your own gas. Yeah, I mean, enjoy, enjoy thing, that. Actually. That's not New York City life. That's, you enjoy that, whatever. You're out there in New Jersey. And forget about the fact that, you know, every Nick fan roots for an NFL team that plays in New Jersey. They're, that disconnect and total, complete hypocrisy never dawns on the Nick fan, which, by the way, I know that scenario as well. So Jeffrey Wright was coming on and saying, what we built here in Brooklyn from scratch, what we built here in Brooklyn to attract Durant and Kyrie and then that brings Harden in is something that the Knicks can't have because their owner is a schmohawk and that's a fact and I'm not going down a Dolan wormhole here so TJ to answer your question since you asked it Mm -hmm. yeah he's puffing his chest out and you could sit here and say you haven't won anything and that's true but they've got the best chance to win it all this year. And that's also true. And the Knicks are out. So they have every right to puff their chest out. And I think it would be the best matchup for the finals right now would be Nets Clippers, where two teams who are second tier status in their towns the only towns in the NBA with two basketball teams and the second-tier status teams are all on the court against each other and one gets the chance to stride like a colossus across their basketball-loving town and stare the other nonstop braggards in the face and say, no more, at least not now. And the other one would be Nets Suns because it would be DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, and Chris Paul all in the same court for the championship like everybody in this town thought. 
Yeah, except the Clippers. We, we thought they were going to be on the same team. Yes, sir. <laughs> I would take that right now. They're all still playing. I take I take Clippers Nets right now. Where it's just like okay. Oh yeah. Okay, we got our stars, we got our our greats. It's Kawhi and Paul George versus the other three guys for the right to own a town in a town that never thought could be owned by that team. I'd love it. That'd be great. And how about that? The Clippers' big three and their coach still alive in the playoffs, not for the Clippers. Right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Okay. So, oh, by the way, Julio Jones got traded. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll take a break point. and talk about that. I've got some considerable two cents on that. The basketball stuff will be covered in the third hour as well by Baron Davis. Mike Florio is going to be coming up. He's our first guest, top of hour number two. Um, and um, he will give us his two cents on the Julio Jones trade, which we'll talk about in a second. Buster Olney's coming on, uh, not only to talk about that Red Sox sweep of the Yankees. Before the broom came out, the hose came out. A, uh, you got to play better than the ump sump, man. And the Yankees are not playing uh, yeah. very, very well. Hey, the Yankees got four consecutive hits in the first inning, and I thought we should have gone straight to the Canyon of Heroes I and threw some ticker tape. I got ticker tape. I bought some ticker tape bags. I was ready. Four straight hits. I'm like, my I God. I, t- I told Cooper, I'm like, my, my 10-year-old who's watching that with me, I'm like, Cooper, you remember when you were nine and the Yankees used to do that? <laughs> <laughs> what was his response? <sighs> He must have been not happy last night. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to, I, 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 it's one of those dad moments where you try and uh, show him the way to handle adversity. Uh, I must tell you, in advance of uh, recounting this story later on in this hour, I failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Buster's going to come on and talk about what we have been on for the last few weeks, uh, which is pitchers putting stuff on baseballs. And causing the spike in no-hitters and the plummeting of averages and the disappearance of balls in play and action in Major League Baseball, writ large. Buster says baseball is going to try and knock that stuff off this month by checking pitchers. By checking pitchers for stuff that's on them, like Enrico Palazzo at the end of uh, (laughs) The Naked Gun. And let's just hope it won't be like that where they find like a nail file and a buzzsaw and a drill and they just keep the game going. Enrico Palazzo. Correct. That's all coming up. But when we come back, my two cents on the Julio Jones trade and what it leaves in its wake. I don't believe the Falcons and their fans, and I understand you're probably feeling a little disappointed right now, uh, you're not the ones who are going to be winding up the most angry when it's all said and done. That's my two cents coming up on the Julio Jones trade right here on this busy Monday edition of the Rich Eisen Show right here on Peacock. Let's talk about the Chrome Soft golf ball. Let's talk about the fact that there is a ball for every single player out there. I use uh, Chrome Soft golf balls because I could tell the difference. There's a Chrome Soft for everybody, and by that I mean this. The original Chrome Soft is Callaway's number one selling tour ball because most golfers love the combo of incredible distance, short, uh, soft feel, and short game control. I use that. There's Callaway's number one ball on tour, Chrome Soft X. The ball is designed to give elite players precise shot workability, amazing green side action. If you want to hit bombs like Phil, like Xander Shoffley, like John Rahm, I hope he's feeling better wherever he is. 
There's Callaway's longest tour bowl, the new Chrome Soft XLS. It isn't just better. Chrome Soft is better for everyone. Find your Chrome Soft today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Back with my two takes, uh, my two cents and take on the Julio Jones trade to, t- to Tennessee. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. What is it like where you're back there? You know you're going to get it. Yeah. The eight in the box or nine in the box that you see knows you're going to get it. Yeah. And you know you're going to give it to them. Yeah. And they know you're going to give it to them. (laughs) What is that like for Uh, you? I I just love the game. I love having the ball in my hands and I love making plays. And I don't know. I just, it's just the game, man. Like that feeling... When you, when everybody knows and they can't stop it, it's just it's an indescribable feeling, man. And that's just speaking for like us as a team. And you know, I just I just love the game. Yeah, I know you're smiling. Fun. You're just smiling as you're saying fun. this. It is just it must be an amazing feeling. It's a lot of fun to have that ability. Derek Henry here on the Rich Eisen show. Did you hear what Earl Thomas said before the divisional playoff game? in Baltimore saying that the, t- the Patriots didn't want to tackle you, but they were going to have a different Oh, yeah, approach. I've seen it everywhere. Everybody was sending it to me. Everybody was showing it to me. Yeah, I've seen it everywhere. Okay, so now later on, you're in Baltimore. You get the ball. You're on the edge. Did you know that was Earl Thomas that yes, was coming for you? definitely knew that was Earl Thomas. Did you give him a second show because <laughs> it was Earl Thomas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Because <laughs> yes. you, you gave him one in the front. And you gave him one slightly unnecessary one in the back. But what's so funny about that is I was so focused on giving him another sub that I ran myself out of bounds. <laughs> so I assume the first time he kind of turned around yeah. and I could have turned up Phil, but I was so focused on this, like, giving him a sub that I ran myself out of bounds. But yeah, but yeah, I definitely did that because of that. So then the last question is, was it worth it to run yourself out of bounds? 
I think it was, yeah. <laughs> Derek Henry here on the Rich Eisen Show. Yes, I thought so, too, that you were in the moment, like, okay, I remember this. I see who's coming at me. And again, I love Earl Thomas. I think he's going to have a bust in the Hall of Fame one yeah, day. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, me too. But everybody's, you're an equal opportunity. Everybody gets some yep. type runner. Exactly. I'll tell you what. Eight in the box might be a thing of the past for that guy. Yep. Oh, boy. That was Derrick Henry on our Super Bowl show, and that was before he was um, signed to a franchise tag and things of that nature, and he's got himself a deal there. That's a big man. In Tennessee. He is a very large man. 844-204-RICH is the number of this just in. By the way, that's our analysis of Derrick Henry. He's a very large man. (laughs) In fact, we're very good at this. We're very, very good at this. Eight four four two zero four. Riches, the number to dial right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Eight four four two zero four. Riches, the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show on this radio station that just rejoined our Peacock feed. If you want to see us every day, go to peacock.com slash uh, peacock. Peacock TV.com. Just go there. Uh, and, of course, we are a part of the slash uh, on your social media feed at uh, Rich Eisen Show. Every single day, you can go to YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show to get everything. Did I uh, did I dig myself out of uh, incorrectly speaking moments ago, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Hey, that's why I'm nominated for tomorrow night's Emmy Awards. I can't wait to. Tomorrow? Oh, yeah. That's the Zoom is tomorrow night. I got <sighs> my call time. They want me there the first second we're on the air. And normally the uh, best uh, best uh, studio uh host is yeah it's like best picture it's at the end what are you wearing what am i wearing it's a good question they they want me to wear tuxedo t-shirt they said no they said <laughs> they said they want you to wear like you're you're going to the the show like the award show and i am not going to uh, if i don't suit and boot in my office for nfl network i am not doing it for so i'll, I'll probably wear my usual you know rock the sweater Rich. sweater or something yeah. like that yeah i'll, I'll, I'll look I'll, I'll i'll but you know I'm not going to, sh- should I show up on like a punters or people two t-shirt? That's what I'm going to say. I, I think no. you should go. No. How about this? Are you going to be, now when you would go Thursday nights, you would kind of like, uh, and then live kind of tweet, answer questions on the What do you mean plane? I would go Thursday nights? What is, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, you mean when I was flying, I would live tweet with a, with a Cabernet That's at 40,000 feet. Can, can we kind of do that tomorrow night too? I'm absolutely going to have a glass of wine. Are you kidding me? Glass of red? Yes. Okay. Bottle, of bottle of red. Well, it <laughs> might be if it's going to be that long of a night. I think they just want to make sure that we're connected, and then I'm free to walk about the cabin or Ooh, maybe and, maybe live tweet the show. Well, or well they, take you, you can't. No, no, no. The, the 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 they said that you you zoom in. Okay. And when you zoom in, you've got uh, just you, and I don't know if it's going to be me and Van Pelt and Tarico oh, and Rachel like Nichols and Ernie in some sort of oh, breakout sorry. room. I don't know. If it is, then then I will definitely have oh. a glass of wine and chit chat oh, with people. Great. You know, these right, that'd be great. these fellow be, nominees. That'd be, be amazing. Wonderful. I don't I don't know, but but it won't be the live feed of the show. You have to second screen that. Oh my god! And they've already told you, like sort of like when you call the Rich Eisen show, you got to turn your radio down because right. you're on delay. Right. And so they say when your award is up, do not live stream it because they had somebody just like. N- totally confused because they just heard they it's won like but they're still yeah 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 wow. and isn't that amazing that somebody on television could be confused by something like that it's like this 
Another drink. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> now that's why he's got all the Emmys right there. He's got. I'm he's actually got nominated. Like the way, he can win another one I tomorrow. Win another one tomorrow. MLB Fox. Oh, COVID games, baby. <laughs> COVID games. COVID games. And that would be baby. number seven if you win tomorrow, Mike. Seven nomination, twenty-three or twenty-four. But who's counting? We don't count that. Look, I just want to say this too, I'm man. Lucky. I'm Obviously, blessed, we man. didn't get nominated as a show, but when you brought up COVID, and I know we've talked about this yeah. before. Like, there's just something to be said about how we kept going through that whole pandemic. And we came in here, we did the show. Unlike a lot of shows, they all went to Zoom, as we know. And we were able to keep the same look. And, you know, I was just thinking about people who would tweet us and, you know, leave comments about how we were helping them get through that pandemic. And, I mean... Well, they were helping us get through it, too. Yeah, and so it was really cool looking back. And I was glad we were able to keep that. Every person who's nominated for an Emmy this year and every person who came close or was in business to be nominated deserves the, the, everybody should take a bow because just like every other business in America this thing got totally turned inside out upside down and there was a while where we didn't even know if there was going to be sports yeah. so well, we were glad, glad to to be here for that sort of thing and um, you know and uh, if I win there's a 30 second nominating speech so I'll just call you the guys oh. uh, will we be with a morning show doesn't or? matter I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay. it's not happening um, because we jinxed the poor kid from Connecticut, which we'll get to later on, <laughs> on the show. Eddie Mush. But I want to get to, uh, let's talk about the top story in the National Football League. Yeah, I do remember good, when man. we went let's on the it. air uh, on NFL Network and the advent of NFL Network, and everyone's like, what are you going to talk about on, say, June 6th? Okay. How about the trade of one of the best receivers in the history of the National Football League? A potential first ballot Hall of Famer. How about the trade of that guy from Atlanta to Tennessee? Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan, and the Falcons get for him a second rounder in next year's draft and a fourth rounder in the draft after that. And a sixth round selection in 2023 from Atlanta goes with Julio Jones because that contract of Julio's uh, is now put entirely this year and the two years remaining on the Titans' Ledger and the Falcons will take the accelerated cap hit for trading him after June 1, which is better than prior to June 1, which is why this did not happen in this year's draft for in time for this year's draft. Because the cap hit that the Falcons would have taken would have been so significant, they might not have even gotten the cap relief that this trade brings. They are now able to sign their rookies. That's how cap hamstrung. The Falcons were, and when it came down to do you trade this guy or trade Grady Jarrett, their best player on defense, they chose this guy. They chose Julio Jones. Part of it might be that Julio wanted out. Could be that. Could be that. Maybe we'll find out when it's all said and done. And so for Falcons fans who love this guy, and rightfully so, and Falcons fans who, you know, we would be talking about his catch in the Super Bowl as Lynn Swan all-time great catch. If the Falcons had won, we'd be seeing that every single oh, Super Bowl montage. Antonio, Instead, like everything. It would be. It would be up there with all of those. Yeah. He is that good. He's that physical. He's that much of a uh, problem for defenses in the NFL. So Falcons fans are probably like, why couldn't we keep him? I mean, there's many different reasons why. The cap is one of them, and another one of them is maybe he didn't want to be there anymore. 
So for all the Falcons fans who are out there angry or upset today, let's just take a beat. You're probably hurting the fact that you thought Julio would be there for life. That was the idea of signing him to the contract that they signed him. He's a Falcon for life, and then he's not a Falcon a couple years later. Um, just understand that things may work out for you and your team. Anyway, with Pitts and Ridley, and we'll see what Ryan does. But no matter how upset you are, I can't imagine you are more upset than, say, anybody else who thought Julio Jones could make a terrific addition to their team and is looking their general manager in the face through Twitter, of course. You couldn't give up a two in next year's draft and a four in the draft after that for this guy? Really? I mean, look, Indianapolis is going to see this guy along with A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry twice a year. I know Jacksonville and Houston's not ready for somebody like Julio who probably wouldn't want to go there. He wants to win. The Raiders. You're watching what's going on in Kansas City. You know, I heard I've been hearing great things, by the way, about the new head coach, Brandon Staley at the Chargers and how they feel better positioned in that locker room for this year. I'm hearing a lot of stuff about how things are going to be better for the Chargers this year based on that coaching change and how everybody feels about the new coach and their staff and his staff. You think about the Raiders, how would he look out there? Whew. And you got to look at the AFC, okay? Don't look at the NFC. I'm sure there's a ton of teams in the NFC who are like, why couldn't we get him? Because the, the Falcons don't want to see him. They don't want to see him. Yeah, he was never I, going to. I don't know yeah. when the next time the Falcons are going to play Tennessee. And interestingly enough, that Arthur Smith's old team is the beneficiary here, and that's not at all anything other than just coincidental and or ironic, however you want to put it. But the Tennessee Titans right now, because of this trade, with all due respect to Indianapolis, they are your clubhouse leaders to win this division. It's theirs to lose. They've got to get better on defense. That was part of their problem last year. They couldn't generate a pass rush. That was part of their problem last year. They got to work on that. But who in the hell is going to be able to cover both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones outside and then be prepared for the bowling ball that is number 22 coming downhill off of a 2,000-yard season. Kudos to the Tennessee Titans for saying, you know what? That's a two this year in next year's draft and a four in two years. And we'll also get a six. I don't understand sometimes that general managers that view these draft choices like that they're they're the most precious items on the planet. It's very important to replenish your team. But if Julio Jones does for Tennessee what I think they're going to do, I mean, if A.J. Brown is now your secondary concern in the secondary, what is that going to mean for A.J. Brown? That's why he tweeted out, please excuse my language when I say, y'all done F this up. 
<laughs> Look at the smile on his face. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, he's, I mean, you know, the most important coach on the opposition getting ready to face the Tennessee Titans this year may not be the defensive coordinator. It may be the strength and conditioning coach. You better bring your lunch pail and your hard hat because Vrabel's team is coming to hit you in the mouth considerably in the mouth. And God bless Ryan Tannehill, what he must be feeling today. Oh, my gosh. What he was like in Miami, having uh, Coach Gase lose confidence in him. Talk about it. I mean, the, the, the Miami miracle was the end of Tannehill's run there, essentially. That was the high point of the end of his run there. Then he winds up in Tennessee, and okay, I'll take advantage of my opportunity. Now he's got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I mean, we're not even talking about the rest of the receiving core. And Derrick Henry. So you're trying to bracket two receivers outside, right? Let's just figure that out. Move a safety over the top. I don't want to, you know, we don't really get into X's and O's and all right. 22s But you got to have a spy on one of those right. guys. And then, and then you've got Derrick Henry to contend with. So you want to, you got to have seven in the box. You've got to have at least seven. You got, you got to have at least, you got to think sometimes the old eight in the box for him is going to disappear. History. And you could create matchups where where somebody's nickel or dime package has got to get out there. And here comes Derrick Henry against that. Oh, okay. The red zone is going to be pick your poison. And guess what? The poison is going to leave you bruised. That's, That's uh, I, and so kudos <laughs> to the Titans for doing it. John Robinson could have sit that sat, oh, yes, a two and a four. You know who doesn't care about draft choices either sometimes? It's Les Snead out yeah, here in Los Rams. Angeles. What do I care? Okay. I'm not going to draft in the first round for the next uh, – it'll be, what, three, four straight years in a row I won't draft in the first round. So what? I got Jalen Ramsey, and I got Matthew Stafford, and I got a coach and a staff that knows what to do with these guys. I got Aaron Donald up front. As long as I can figure out how to pay these guys, let's go. Sometimes. I don't know. When you give up a, a – and I'll tell you too, Chris – Belichick didn't want to give up a two and a and, and a th- like you couldn't beat this with I'll give you a two this year and a three in two years for for what and I, and I know Florio is going to come on here and basically say part of the reason why teams might be concerned about acquiring Julio Jones yeah. he's going to want to get paid he's going to get paid a lot more so you give away draft picks for a one year rental because you're not going to give Julio an extension at 33 years old maybe you do. Maybe it's a three-year extension. Yeah, the reports I see some of his money was that the Pats didn't want anything to do with his contract, so they never even seriously considered it. Which is a little hard for the fan base to hear. Well, maybe you're also not ready to win a championship right now, and that's probably true too. Tennessee's just got to play better defense. That defense was not up to championship caliber but, snuff but last year. Go the Dallas route. Who cares if they score forty-five every game? Which it looks like they can with this offense. Or take the air out of the ball, too. They can do Don't that. forget what you've got too. back <laughs> there with 22. Oh, my God. But you're going to want to throw it to 11 and whatever number A.J. Brown wears because I assume Julio's getting 11. <laughs> well, no. Every, every time A.J. Brown posts something, he puts Julio Jones in eight. 
Yeah, remember, he people, keeps, he's keeping 11 in all these memes that he's posting out. Remember, AJ would have to pay money if he chose to give that up, that. right? I don't know how that works when someone else comes in, but yeah. I mean, that TikTok of him putting it up there of... of he spoke it into existence, man. And you could see he, he he taped over the 11 in a Falcons jersey with blue tape, putting Titans across the Falcons in blue tape, <laughs> and then the 8. He's putting Julio in 8. I don't know. That's something to be seen, but... Congratulations to the Titans. Aggressive. Go for it. If it doesn't work out, you can look your fan base in the eye and say, we tried. We tried. We got Julio Jones at age 32. And he doesn't have to be your one, right? And now let's set the line. Let's set the line. Who's going to be the one in, in, in sports media who comes out and says, despite Albert Breer saying that uh, Julio did not know he was on TV on FS1, that, that, you know, undisputed. It was undisputedly helped him out because he's in a spot outside of Atlanta. Who's going to be that one? Take your bets. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with the sporting event many in American sports didn't know it was actually happening last night until it actually happened, and everyone was tweeting about it. That's coming up. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Bill Hader here on the Rich Eisen Show. Your favorite character you did on SNL would be what? If you could just like wave a wand and say, I'll go back. Obviously, they're having you back all the time now. But if you could I mean, just do it again. I had a lot of favorite ones. I love doing the Vincent Price specials. I was Vincent <laughs> Price. I love doing Keith Morrison, the Dateline guy. You could just read anything from him and it oh. would just sound creepy. Right? I mean. Yeah, he also said, I, he said something. Of, it was it's not this, but it was something like a guy. He says, like, so you, your dad got shot in the face. <laughs> he goes, well, that must have been a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so, it's, like. It's not um, right to laugh at it. But he's it's like, oh, that must have been a while right in front of you. <laughs> wow. Wow. Where did Vincent Price come from? Like I'm just, just a big Vincent Price fan, and then I so remember you pitched it around a table. You're like, no, oh, I no, do Vincent this guy Price Matt and... Murray and I talked about it, right? And uh, we decided to do it, and uh, and for uh, Thanksgiving, it was like this weird Thanksgiving special. And I remember right before I came out to do it, Lauren Michaels goes, I, "It was my third or fourth show. I was terrified." And he went, "I like this, but why now?" <laughs> <laughs> Why now do we do Vincent Price? 
but uh, but people seem to like it, and um, that one was fun. Keith Morrison was fun. Um, Vinny Vedecci, the Italian talk show host, was fun. Where did where was that born out of? Just I was in line at, to see AI, the movie AI, okay. uh, at the Man's Chinese, mm-hmm. and there was a guy in front of us talking like that, and he was and it was he was kind of lecherous uh, Italian guy, and he was hitting on these two like you know, 18 year old girls. And he was like, I buy you gelato, gelato. You want gelato? <laughs> and he was like, I want to buy you gelato. No, 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 no. We watch gelato and then we see Robot Boy. Eh? <laughs> and uh, and so the whole movie, I was making my friends laugh going like, oh, the little Robot Boy, it's been it. He breaks him, he breaks. Oh, he's a teddy bear. He don't like him no more. And I was just like, and I was just doing it the whole movie to make my two friends laugh. And then I was like, oh, I should probably. And then when I met, uh, manager and she goes, well, can you do impressions? And I was like, no, I'd never really thought about doing mm-hmm. impressions of famous people. And she goes, well, do you do a voice, anything? And I went, what is this guy, this Italian guy? I went, and she goes, okay, we can work with that. <laughs> and that became my audition. My audition was that guy for doing SNL. impressions. Yeah, so I, it was like Vinny Vedecci, the Italian guy was auditioning for SNL. Like, right. Thank you, Lauren. Oh, this is so amazing. You know, and he was, then he would do a bunch of impressions. Happy 43rd birthday to Bill Hader, one of our favorite guests here on The Rich Eisen Show. PeacockTV.com to watch us every day. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on The Rich Eisen Show. Um, how do you like your CONCACAF, Chris? How do you like your CONCACAF? I, oh, like, mine, I like mine with a, with a, with a little bit of uh, Pulisic. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I just like when I take it, I yeah. just take my CONCACAF. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's interesting. I never have a second cup of CONCACAF at home. No, but no, um, I like a little dash of Horvath. Oh, dash of Horvath! To be you honest, add it? just just a little bit, just just a little bit. How many? How many? Uh, Can you say that? On TV? How many people? How many people knew Concacaf uh, existed? There's a lot of people do. I know. I know. I, mean, I, know like, I know. Soccer fans do, but yes. How many? How many like folks who just like, like us who were locked into you know MLB and NBA yesterday? Probably not. U.S. Men's National Team. Taking home the CONCACAF Nations League Championship last night. In case you're wondering what CONCACAF stands for. By the way, do you take yours with decaf? Your CONCACAF, Mike? What do you uh, take yours? What do you, how do you take your CONCACAF? No, I, come oh, on, black, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, black. just straight, 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 black, straight, straight black. Boom. Yeah. Uh, CONCACAF, um, it, it, for those who, who, who wants to, it stands for the Confederation of North Central America and Caribbean Association football, CONCACAF. I mixed it once at Fox. We had the we had. It oh, you once mixed CONCACAF with a little, <laughs> little, little bit of half and half. I mixed a little yeah, bit of half and half. Little, yeah, little demitasse at CONCACAF. We had it back back in the day. Wow. That's our fantasy uh, soccer league <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <laughs> demitasse of CONCACAF. <laughs> <laughs> No, hardcore hardcore yeah. football big. fans know about it last night. Oh, they knew well, about it last because night. Because it was USA versus Mexico, big well, rivalry. Well, too, as well, right? Our big rival. And then uh, uh, Christian Pulisic. He's in the running. Is he the greatest American soccer player ever? I, <laughs> I have no standing on which to make such a bold statement. I would say but a probably he's when the you most win, When you win the Champions League with Chelsea, yeah, exactly. and then uh, two weeks later you win the... CONCACAF Nations League Championship? By scoring the game-winning goal? By scoring the game-winning goal, by burying the penalty oh. kick, by burying the PK. 
And then uh, you were for your your dash of Horvath. You were referring to well, the dash of Horvath. Yeah, you were you were referring to the keeper, the backup keeper of the United States, who stopped oh, a PK of Mexico's with like two minutes to go. Because again, that's the crazy thing. We Americans don't understand that it's just up to some dude to figure out. I think it's about yeah. Oh, you got six more minutes. And like six minutes exactly, eh, it could be six ten. Yeah, and then it, could the be, six, it could be it could be five fifty. It could yeah. be, but it's any time after six minutes. Is it like six ten? Do we have ten more seconds? Do we have forty more seconds? Eh, so I'll figure it out. When it expires, like, he will just you know just randomly blow his whistle, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's now it. we're done. Yeah, we're orange done. wedges for everybody. <laughs> I saw somebody. I don't know. Although who, there was no orange wedges <laughs> left oh. with the with the wow. fans there no, last no, night. No. I don't know who posted this on Twitter, but you could could you imagine an NFL playoff game? Hey, we got extra time. And then, but we're, we're driving, and then the whistle blows. How much time's game, left? How much time's left? I don't know. We don't know. It's running time. Well, we'll figure it it's out. It's so but weird. I, and, 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 then, and, then, and then you look at the, the, the official who's in charge of it, and the only thing I can think of when I see these officials are their hair is unbelievable. Perfect. Oh, yeah, they, like, yeah. chis- like they use a, a, a hammer and chisel to get the part in their hair, and they're running around nonstop. And, all, and it's just the pomade, the referee pomade. Another great one right there. Yeah, referee Pomey is unbelievable. Unbelievable. But this is the this is why you come to this show for this hard-hitting soccer analysis. <laughs> but and TJ, in the same way that you're like Nets fans, what do they want? What do, they, what do you need to hear from them? They come out with their chest puffed out. Could you imagine if the United States became terrifically good at soccer on a world oh stage, man. what we would be like? <laughs> Well, we are. Imagine? I mean, the well, women. Well, uh, we're, we're not. All, we're we're not, not even close. No, remember for, me? For the, I had the women's me, Cup. We, we're that way for the U.S. women's See, national maybe, team because, amazing. but we're not. We though. are the best we at were. that, and that they, so everybody the should look out for us. Yeah. Okay. I mean, nah, but, but remember, for the men's, it's the, a different story. The World no. Cup, the women yeah, were right. getting a lot of crap. Remember what was oh, going on? because they were beating the crap. Because they, they, no, they, they were celebrating their 14th goal like it was their second. Yeah, yeah. and then there, oh, there was I a lot of other that. stuff going and, on. And where, do, you know, do you remember what they said? Tough. Yeah, stop us. Which is great. And remember, I had them in our in our pool, so I was I was probably oh, that's right. very yeah. obnoxious yeah. at that point. Which show pool that nobody remembers. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Because I won. I Don't let us get good at soccer. That's all I'm saying. Men's. Men's soccer. Don't let us get good. Oh, for Pulisic, I mean, dude, is I, a stud. Is he? It, and I'm, you know, we should get Roger Bennett on. Is he like higher register good over in the UK? Like, man, this American. I mean, hey, yeah. or is he like legit? Like total respect. I think if, if he wears number ten over there, ten is kind of the respect number. Okay, Ooh. so he's good. Yeah. But everybody, all of a sudden, let's talk CONCACAF, everybody. That match was exciting last night. Soccer's great. I've been doing it. Yeah, it's Pulisic fun. wears 10 I do the MLS. Chelsea, so that's oh, fun. Yeah, just for everyone, as we're going to break here for hour number two, when Mike says he was doing it, he doesn't mean actually playing soccer. He means Mixing. working the yeah. soundboard for yes. soccer events. <laughs> hour two coming up. <laughs> so I'm doing it like you're out there with the shin guards. I played soccer as a kid. How were in you? grammar school? Oh, by good. the way, did you see the uh, free, did you see the I, did you see the Funhouse uh, Twitter yes. account tweeted out some guy with like some sort of mustache looking like you for the Yankees? Wait, what? Yeah, it was great. He, yeah, did you see that? Mike Del Tufo was moonlighting. Like, yeah, looks at Del Tufo. I'm like, yeah, he kind of did leave the uh, Baba Booey. It was me and Baba Booey. It looked, it, he yeah. did look like Baba Booey, like a morph between Baba Booey and me. Yeah, 
I know we're all over the place, but why does your first baseman wear number 92? Yeah, those numbers are weird. He just came up from the minors. Uh, basically, at this point in time, I can only imagine, and I'm sure it's a lot more uh, intensified than this process. I'm sure Cashman's like walking around the minor, walking around the office to his minor league people. Does does anybody uh, have know of anybody who can hit? Anybody who can like seriously like let's put a mirror in front of their face if they, they can fog it up and hit and 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 put the ball in play there and not strike out three times in a game. Let's bring him bring up. up. Put him at ninety two. Does he want to wear ninety two? I don't care. Put him in ninety two. Go. I, honestly, that's the way it's got to be for the Yankees right now. Yeah, it's so true. It's unbelievable. Meet the Mets. And you're, you're, I mean, I'm bringing. If the Yankees went down to San Diego oh. and took oh. on the Padres, they'd get their asses handed to them. Like they did this weekend against Boston. The Mets have got starting pitching. Oh. I don't know. Well, how the hell do the Mets not win more games than they have been? I mean, I don't pay, I only pay attention to Grom because he's on my fantasy team, but we went a while, we weren't hitting, and then we started to hit. And but I mean, every, the Polar Bear's back now. Yeah, he, he missed a few games. He did. And he, he came right? back. Um, but they got in it with the Padres. They could they could win a, they could win a series. You want to see Degrom twice? And they got some pitchers outside of Degrom. If yeah. if Thor can somehow, oh, he's not coming back that, this year though. He's not walking through that door. It right? doesn't seem like it, right? man. So, yeah, I mean it's awful. Yankees had four hits in a row in the first inning to start the game, and it was just like you know, it, it, Canyon Heroes time. Let's go ticker tape parade, and then they did nothing. And you're Red Sox, man. You put some, you put, you put the ball in play. See what, happens. Play. See what happens. Yeah, we're a fun team. Buster Olney's coming up in hour number two to talk about what baseball's apparently going to do to stop the cheating of baseballs being doctored. But Mike Florio coming up next, talking about that Julio Jones trade, and then Aaron Rodgers. Will he show up next week?